Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Death in Cambodia, Life in America, a podcast where I sit down with my father, Robert Chow, a survivor of one of the biggest genocides in modern history, the Khmer Rouge. He escaped to America with 10 bucks in his pocket and built a distributing company, one of the largest donut distributors in the U.S. How exactly did a poor, starving boy from Cambodia build an empire and achieve his American dream? I'm Dorothy, his daughter, and your host for today's episode. Let's dive in. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia and in the part that we're on right now, Life in America. Last episode, we left off with Robert realizing that uh, donut shops are really going to be the way to go for his financial future. And he has been living with uncle for this time being, kind of learning from uncle, um, working with uncle. Bye, welcome back. Hey, good morning, everyone. How long did you stay with uncle at this point? What What's the time frame looking like? Oh, probably about six, six seven months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great. It was great. It's a small one-bedroom apartment, but I think we we happy. We eat together, and really, really happy. It's just like a family. It's what it should be. I mean, just happy. We didn't make much money. I think he worked in a donut shop. He ran a donut shop from uh, uh, Donut King, Thanh mm-hmm. Nguyen's mm-hmm. uh, uh, sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was own a few donut shop yeah. in around Santa Ana areas in you know Southern California. Right. Before recording, um, a funny little story that I think we should go back to. But uh, what what exactly you mentioned something about that something that you guys ate? Yeah, I think Uncle when he came to the United States, he was stay with his mother in law, uh, sister. Uh, in-law, I believe, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and they been in America for quite a while before Uncle, you know, came to the United States. This so was the same lady that you saw? The same auntie, the same family that I saw. And, but I thank you them that gave me a boost, a booster shot, you know, when I walk out from that house there, that, that helping me. Uh, so, uh, Uncle stay with with them, and then I think they feed feed them uh, dog food. It's a canned dog food, but Uncle didn't know any better. Tastes tastes fine, tastes good. It tastes way better than the food in Cambodian. So I think he, that's all he uh, you know uh, know. And then when he moved out to Santa Ana, renting a one bedroom apartment, and I was stay with him, and then he f- just opened that. Uh, dog food, so I didn't pay much attention. I think it it, it was taste. It was taste all right. I mean, it was <laughs> taste good. Add some lemon juice and add some uh, jelly <laughs> with a bowl of hot steam right? Hey, and uh, we ate that for a while, you yeah. know. And you know, and um, 
And later on, we found out they said, "Oh, that's a dark food." You know, it's not. <laughs> but I think it's really sad, though, when you mentioned that 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 family felt that it was okay to feed you guys, feed your uncle at least dog food. Dog yeah. food. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're here in America for a couple of years, and so I think it just kind of goes to show the. Way that they really look down at some of the family members and some of your, un- your really uncle sad. and you, you know, that's that's not something you should do. No, <laughs> that's no, not very nice. No, that no. that that's that's horrible. Uh, yeah, but dog food wasn't that bad. Oh well. <laughs> so after a while, you guys started to learn what dog food was and uh, stopped eating that, but. Regardless, you were working with Uncle. We left off. You kind of helped him with some of the numbers and saw how much money that donut shops could make. So this was going to be your your next goal. Yeah, it was opened my eye. So uh, you know when I when I handled his uh, P and L profit and loss, mm-hmm. and it was it. Wow. This is this is great uh, business for the uh, people that have no uh, degree, uh, willing to work hard, wake up, start it at nine or ten o'clock at night, work through the night and finish six seven o'clock in the morning. That that's that that's perfect because I think at that time if you. Uh, go out there and try to get a job. The job that's available for you probably a janitor, clean up, uh, uh, and then pay probably the most maybe five dollars an hour. I think at that time the most mm-hmm. five to six dollars an hour. But this is this is great. I and uh, after after three or four months that helping him in the donut shop. At that time, I still worked full time with the machine shop. Right, right. You weren't going to leave just I'm, yet. No, but no. Um, after a t- couple months, three, four months, three, four months, and then I decide this is what I really want to do to change my uh, financial. After two to three months, what did you decide to do after you left? I said you don't have to pay me uh, because you already. Let me stay, you know, with you, and then I don't have to pay food. I don't have to pay rent. Mm-hmm. So now uh, I just just want to learn uh, as much as I can and help you uh, run a donut shop. Running a donut shop isn't easy. I think running a donut shop is probably one of the hardest kind of uh, food sector that you can kind of get into because it's an overnight thing, and it's it could be an all day thing. Did you ever, when you were working there, after you quit your job at the machinery place, did you ever look back and think maybe you made a mistake? No, not at all. I was 22 years old at that time, 22, 23 years old. Uh, I'm ready to do anything because it's nothing. It's hard for me. Uh, This is nothing, you know, compared to what I've been through in Cambodian, this this is nothing. I mean, you know, so I was exciting. Work at night during at the cashier in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really, I didn't feel that it's hard work at all. 
I've, I was, I feel like I'm exciting. I'm look forward for, for the donut uh, industry business. And, uh, but it's own, it was only three, four months. So I didn't really, uh, know exactly, uh, what the future of the donut shop, uh, gonna be at that time because, you know, uh, it's just the morning business. A few cool things to point out here, I think, would be that, you know, maybe a lot of people would look at my dad and think, oh my gosh, like how exactly did this guy start from nothing and turned himself into a great American entrepreneur? You can already kind of tell that he was a different kind of person. He definitely had that entrepreneurial spirit in him, right? I mean, he's like, I don't care. I'll work for free. I just want to learn. That kind of urgency for education, that kind of passion, that kind of risk-taking as well, you know, to kind of like, okay, whatever. Everybody else is doing this, but I see something here. I'm going to trust my gut. I'm going to go from making money to not making any money to dive into this new sector that I'm just learning about. People talk about what it takes to really become a fancy, successful entrepreneur. And quite honestly, I think in the very beginning stages, nobody has a roadmap. You can tell Robert did not have roadmap, and yet he just jumped and did it. So uh, I I quit the job at this machinery, and then I was working full time for him. So I came in. He started with me. He said, "Okay, you come in at four o'clock. That's what." Usually the uh, cashier come in to prepare the donut, put in the showcase Mm -hmm. and prepare for the uh, uh, coffee and all of that ready to to open the shop at five o'clock. Donut shop, it's early, early business. Mm -hmm. So I, I done that for, for another three months, three, four months, Mm -hmm. the most. Then I learned a lot, you know, talk to the customer, kind of enjoy it. And, you know, and it's nothing's hard at all. I think, you know, just say hi, good morning. What can I do for you? And then it just sometimes, you know, in the beginning, I didn't know the, all the name of the donuts, uh, the donuts. So, but really, I think the customer came in, just point. He said, oh, I want one of that, one of that, one of these. Mm-hmm. Put it in the back and just run it. It's all cast business. So at that time, so uh, did you help him bake it all? No, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a few days, just a few days. But sometimes I said, "Oh, I want to learn how to bake." He said, "No, I just go ahead and taking care of the friend for right now, and then bake maybe later on." But sometimes I just you know came in like. Instead of four o'clock, and then I came in at two o'clock, you mm-hmm, know, and then mm-hmm. just help him look at him, you know, uh, help him fry a little bit right. here and there. Didn't really, really know how to bake donut. Maybe dip some donuts. Dip some donut. Right. That, that that's all. Right. So in that time period, uh, do you remember? What do you remember? Um, from that time period, I think you you mentioned just like learning a bunch from the customers. At that point, your your English is probably pretty fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You remember any specific customers? Oh, I mean the people that 
like donut in the morning and coffee, they, they come in every day. And I remember very, very clear things, you know, the guy named Bob Burton. And then he's a real estate guy, and uh, he just next door uh, to the donut shop, the donut shop called Rose Donut in Diamond Bar. Mm. So he... Uh, uh, he he was working in a, in a real estate, and then uh, every probably around it depends sometimes seven thirty eight o'clock he stopped by at the donut shop and then grab a cup of coffee and donut and then walk back to his office. He he's a really nice gentleman. He's very uh, honest, nice and. Yeah, talked to me every morning. I said, oh, good morning. And then he eat, I believe, is old-fashioned plain <laughs> every morning and a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask. You know, when you see you see him walk in the door, just go ahead and, you know, because, uh, you, you know, uh, most, most of the customers, see, when they, when they come in, uh, uh, you call you call them by first name, and then you know what they want already. Right, you know? and then you serve them pretty fast. They they, they like it. Mm-hmm. They, they really like it. And especially Bob Burton. So uh, 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 sometimes it stop in the afternoon too, at eleven, twelve, sometimes. So I had a chance, you know, to chat with him, you right. know, because. Uh, uh, about the business, about the you know, just try to learn. He asking me, uh, "Do we own that donut shop?" He said, "No, we we list it. We list the business as so how much we pay, mm-hmm. you know, for the business and all of that." And then he kind of like, "Wow!" So actually, I think the owner of the business is make more than you guys. You guys work like. You know, baking and 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 physically work. You know, like over ten hours, they'll make probably the same as the guy that owned the business. Mm-hmm. So we 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 talked, and he helped me quite a bit about the business in America. If you want to open it, one, I think you know. Uh, you just have to follow the rule, the regulations, You know, all of these thing here. I said, God, you know, that's that's. That's a lot, you know, because I didn't, I didn't know any, you know, better. Uh, and Uncle better. probably didn't know much no, either. You know? No, so, clue, no but, clue. But there, you know, meeting this guy probably kind of opened your eyes to like, you know, we we we're making decent money here, but we can make so much more. Yeah. So I, I know exactly. You know, if we own that donut shop, I think we can make double. Mm-hmm. You know, if we make right now, let's say for example, you know, at that time we make five thousand dollar, and you pay the uh, owner about four, five, six thousand dollars. Right, that's, that's eleven, twelve thousand dollars a month. That's that's a lot of money at and, that time. And at that was ass. that was generally the pretty standard leasing structure. Yes, at that time, that's why Donut Kings. Uh, and his family makes so much money that include my auntie, mm-hmm. my auntie's family. At that time, they own a few, quite a few donut shop already. Okay, so this is probably like the second or third time that we've mentioned the word the Donut King. And so for everybody, I realize now, for everybody who has never actually heard of who the Donut King is, he was 
essentially the first guy, the very, very first Cambodian immigrant to come over um, and escape the Khmer Rouge and start this whole donut chain leasing process that really the majority of Cambodian Americans in California, at least, came to find as their means to an end when they immigrated into this brand new land without ever knowing you know, really having a grasp of the language with no education and just a way to make money. And he was the first one to really start this kind of concept. There is a documentary on him out there called The Donut King that you can check out. And um, if you research him online, his name is Ted Noy, N-G-O-Y, and you can read more about his history. But yes, Robert here is alluding to his family members who at the time were very established because they were already within the donut industry. Right. Who they lease out to other people. You just take 50% of their profits, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, but that's normal. I think people, that's still better. It's still better than work uh, a cleaning company or janitor, I mean, you know, about $5 an hour. So mm-hmm. that's way, way better. So how long did you stay with uncle? What was your next step at this point? You're starting to get all this information about, hmm, this can be bigger. You're willing to work. You're willing to work hard. What was your goal and kind of what was your thinking at this point? Yeah, work hard. I think nothing, no, this is nothing for me. When you know, I spent spent about almost three, four times a week with Bob Burton. Mm. He kind of like like me. Kind of like he he want to help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know whatever I want to learn information. He he willing to spend some time. And uh, how old was he at the time? Uh, probably around thirty. So just a little bit older than you. Yeah, it's about maybe uh, maybe ten years older than me. Okay, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then I start one day. I'm 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 just excited about this business. You know, I keep thinking. I keep you know when I have time, I just wrote the note. I said, hey, just play with the number. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. if this way, that way, the rent and all of that. So uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that donut shop make good money as long as you're willing to really uh, work at night. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, a lot of people want to work at, I mean, the hour that donut shop operate. Right. It's hard to find baker. I think, you know, a lot of uh, uh, people don't start at, don't want to start at nine o'clock at night and finish at seven o'clock or six o'clock in the, in the morning, you know, and pay six, seven dollars an hour if you want to hire some people. You right. Know? And uh, could be the reason why that all these refugees that came from Cambodia who had gone through so, so much already were really okay with falling into this kind of industry because to them, nothing is as hard as what they had gone through. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I saw Teklangui Donut King and have a lot of a lot of refugees from Cambodia that came to the state and then they they train them and they uh, they find a shop for them to uh, you know to 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 operate. They lease the business to them. I mm-hmm. think they make good money. They mm-hmm. make great money. I don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. You don't have to worry anything right. because they're willing to they're willing to 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 work hard. Right. So, um, as I mentioned before, what 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 were you what were your next steps? What were your goals? 
my goal, find a donut shop. Right. Yeah. Uh, even I don't know how to make donut yet, but I keep talking to Bob Bird and I said, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to find a donut shop. Can you help me? Well, even, good enough. Even when you don't know how to bake. Even I don't know how to bake. I'm <laughs> just... Uh, because, you know, in my life, or maybe I was so independent, I said, I cannot, I, I can't do anything if I really want it bad enough. I can learn. I, I can learn. I can, even it's a, it's a hard, uh, complicated, you know, ingredient. I, I don't think it's hard for me. And, uh, but the way I look at Uncle Bake, you don't have to start from scratch. It's all mixed. Add water. That's what I saw him just add water and mix it and drop it and cut it. Right. I don't think that's hard at all. So uh, I told Bob Burton one day, I said, Can you please help me to find a donut shop? He said, Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's easy. It's not hard at all. And then he asking me back, Are you ready for this hour, all this hard work? I said, Oh, yeah, yeah, that, this is not hard work for me at all they see and then he asked me are you how about money how much money do you have then it was a little bit a little bit shine for me i said god i said bob i have probably three four hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at me he said huh four five hundred dollar uh he didn't say much, but he said the donut shop told me I don't know, you know, how much, but it's not gonna be a couple thousand dollars. But I will, I will, uh, I will try to find out for you. So he was uh, work hard at that time, and then he found one shop in Pomona. The guy owned a gas station and owned a donut shop. He owned the property. So too. at the time, uh, the majority of donut shop owners were American. Yes. Windchill Donut, Yum Yum Donut, Foster Donut, most of them American. American. Yes. It wasn't until the refugees came in and Ted kind of started picking them one by one and then leasing them to Cambodian people that Cambodians really kind of took over the space. Exactly. Exactly right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, it's quite a few refugees came in to California. Yeah. And then uh, good enough, he found, uh, he found this guy and then uh, it's in Pomona, which is not far from Diamond Bar. Mm -hmm. And that area there is a very rough. There is a drug dealer. It's shooting and robbery and killing. Arrow and town. That's a street. Mm -hmm. It's just on that corner there. So, uh, yeah, he, he came back. He said, oh, hey, I found you a donut shop. I said, really? I, said, oh, I was so excited. Mm -hmm. 